Hey everyone, this is Kelsey Jo Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have transparent and meaningful conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Hello, Purpose Pleasers. Thanks for listening to Picturing Purpose. It is officially December. This month, we are donating 100% of our proceeds to people in need. We are partnering with Fostering Change, Hope Campus, and many others. You can donate by going to kelseyjophotography.com slash picturing purpose podcast. This week's episode is on the lives of pastor wives. To be honest, I wasn't sure what to expect with this interview. It's crazy how we always perceive people's lives so differently than what they truly are. When we see a pastor and his family, we expect no mess ups and nothing out of the ordinary when really their lives are just as abnormal and messy as ours. They desire connection and to feel purposeful just as much as we do. If you are a pastor's wife or not, this is an amazing recording of two awesome women sharing their stories and their love for the Lord, how God truly led their husbands and their family into their God-given purpose. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, this is Kelsey Joe with Picturing Purpose. Today's episode is on pastor's wives and I have two pretty awesome ladies with me today, Carrie and Jenilee, right? Yes. Oh gosh, I meant to say that before I was like, you say Jenilee, right? But, and then someone told me the other day that I could call you Jen, and I was like, thank yes. God, <laughs> yes. because I know I'm going to butcher her name yes. on the podcast. Jenna is good. Jenna is not. <laughs> okay, don't call you Jenna. Okay, yes. good. Uh, Carrie, you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> this is Darren's wife, Carrie. For those that don't go to Harvest Time that listen, these are my pastor's wives. Darren is our main pastor, and Chad is our associate pastor. They both, they switch off. They're, they're both preaching sermons and on Sunday, and I love them both. They're both incredible men, but enough about them. <laughs> Today is about you. Well, so the reason that I wanted to do this was it actually wasn't my idea. Um, I was talking to a friend. I'll just name drop her, Hannah Gentry. I was talking to her about, you know, topics and things like that. And she was like, oh my gosh, Kelsey, you should do a pastor's wife episode. Because no one understands what they do every day and what they go through and how they feel. Everybody just kind of expects them to just have this perfect life because you have a husband that, like a godly husband that lives for the Lord every day. And so everybody just expects that. Right. Because yeah. not everybody has a, a marriage where the man is, his number one priority is God. Mm-hmm. And we look at that and we're like, oh, I bet their life is so perfect. <laughs> but yeah. we also know that the enemy is real and he likes Definitely. to attack yes. uh, <laughs> godly families and, and uh, pastors and pastors' wives and children and all of that. So that really when Hannah told me about that I was like that is such a good idea and then our church had a women's event and it was called Her Purpose and it was this big dinner thing and all of the um you two were up there we kind of had a panel thing and then we had a couple other women from the church there and they were interviewing you about your life and I was sitting there and I was just mesmerized by like everything that you guys were saying and at one point I cried because it was reminding me of maybe how my husband feels about certain things because I am kind of I'm not a pastor but I do live a very open life where I'm constantly showing my face and and doing things of that sort like this podcast and and other things and I was like, I wonder if this is how Jesse feels, like, behind the scenes. And Mm -hmm. it made me cry because I was like, oh, my husband needs to find his purpose, too. And it just kind of ignited a fire in me. 
And uh, long story short, <laughs> after that, I was like, this episode's going to be amazing. I think that people are going to realize how different your lives are than what they imagine. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and we're pretty open on this podcast that, you know, if the Holy Spirit leads you to say something, then we say it. So even if we get off topic and we don't talk about exactly what I asked or anything, then that's totally fine. And you can talk bad about <laughs> Darren and Chad if you want to. I'm just well, kidding. Now, now, Darren, he told me when I told him I was going to do this podcast, first mm-hmm. thing he said was, don't throw me under the bus. Right. <laughs> yeah. this is I know. Bashing. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, I went up to you one day at church and I was like, did you tell Darren that you're going to be on the show? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, is he excited for you? <laughs> you were like... He was like, uh, what? <laughs> what are you going to say about me? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. we're yes. giving the women the mic. This yes. may be a bad thing. <laughs> I'm like, how many sermons have I been the example of? Like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. That is so turn. true. It's your <laughs> turn, guys. Uh, they, hopefully they listen to this. Uh, you know them. They'll probably be like, oh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Okay, so before we get into questions, I do want to let the audience hear your stories. And I haven't really even heard all of your stories, um, kind of your testimony, how you found Jesus. Um, maybe even a little bit of like your marriage and how, when they both became pastors, like how that made you feel and all of that. So whoever wants to go first, should we let Jen go first? Yes. Yes. So, I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Um, my family were just Christ followers. We, my dad, my parents were very involved in the church. My dad served on the board, but I, no pastors, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I I didn't, I would say, I really didn't have a good relationship with God, like my own faith, until mm-hmm. probably I can remember like a pivotal moment when I was about 16. Yeah. And so, um, my parents had divorced and, um, I, it, it was just really when I needed God the most. And I thought, you know, I've rode on my parents' faith kind of this whole time. And then now I've, I'm sitting here lonely and I said, mm-hmm. you know, God, I'm going to need you. I've got to have my own faith. And so, um, yeah. So about 16 is when I really st- kind of pivotal moment in my life. But then uh, Chad and I started dating in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, his family actually came. I'm from Kentucky. Mm. Yes. And so um, his family came to Kentucky to pastor. Okay. And so we met at church camp. Ah. Yes. I've heard this story yes. from Chad's point of view. <laughs> from Chad's point of view. Yeah. He's like, she didn't want, she was after my friend. She wasn't even interested in me. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I remember that. And so... Um, so we met, and then we finally started dating our senior year of high school, and then uh, we lived about two and a half hours away, so we did the long-distance thing, um, mm-hmm. and then when I went to college, I went to college close to where he lives, and so that's second year in college, we got engaged, got married, and then... That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Shortly after that, we started our first... Um, Youth pastor position in Oklahoma City. Oh. So, yes. So we okay. moved from Kentucky to Oklahoma City to start our first youth pastor position. First time away from my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little rough. Yeah. How, how was that? Like, just starting out? Like, how do, how do you feel being in the light like that? Being a um, pastor's wife? I am not one for, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Both of you are. Yes. <laughs> so I am like, I will do all the behind the scenes. I am your mm-hmm. girl at the behind the scenes, but put a mic or make me get on stage and. Uh. Yeah. So, um, so it was nerve wracking, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to be a pastor's wife. Yeah. Um. And so it was very nerve-wracking, like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and then, you know, you, we get, got married in June, and then the following July, we took our, that's when we moved, and so then I'm 13 hours from my family, and so I would say that first year 
of marriage and starting our Chet's career as student pastor, um, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. Not only were we learning about each other, but then you bring in a responsibility of student pastor on top of that. Mm -hmm. And it was tough, but we look back now and think, oh my word, you know, without that, you know, it made us grow up and learn to lean on each other. Yeah. um, Because we were all each other had. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Carrie? Oh, such a long history with Darren and I. (laughs) Um, So Darren and I met when we were 13. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I had been going with my family to a different church, and and um, so we changed, and, and someone told my family about harvest time. So um, the very first day I was at harvest time, I walked into the Sunday school classroom, and the first person I met was Darren. And he oh. immediately attached himself to me, <laughs> and I thought he was just really cute, you so know. So you guys actually met at Harvest Time? At Harvest Time. Oh, my gosh. In Sunday school. You didn't know that either? No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was 14. I was 13. Met in Sunday school. Oh and um so at first, you know, we were just really good friends and hung around and sat by each other in church and it wasn't long until we started holding hands in church and <laughs> and uh and so through the years you know I couldn't date until the day I turned 16 I mean mm. not the day before <laughs> the day I turned 16 that's when I could go out on a car date so in the meantime we just met car at date. youth events and uh-huh. stuff like that and uh, so then when I turned 16, well, we started dating and, uh, and, um, and so he, well, we got married, uh, we were 20 and we got married and, um, so he started being, um, in the worship team with the youth, youth band and worship youth band. Mm-hmm. Um, they had lost... And he was just kind of a temporary, but it turned into a permanent unpaid position, just volunteer. And he loved it. Of course, you know, if you know Darren, you know he is musical. Mm -hmm. He loves all things music and singing. Mm -hmm. I'm very not talented in that area. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. I'm just, you know. So so I was there for support. And so it started out in youth band, and then we were... um, uh, we led a small group in the youth for years, and then it progressed to he was temporary uh, adult service worship leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had lost our worship leader at church, and so he uh, was filling in that position until they could find someone, and uh, and he did that for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, they never found anyone because they yeah. decided that, he was good in that position, yeah. so Darren will do okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, he did that, and then we kind of went on into missions, um, and we were the missions pastors yeah. for a long time. Still are currently in that role because mm-hmm. it's just part of our heart. Love missions, yeah. and um, and then when he was asked to be pastor, we both immediately said no. No, that's not, we never saw that in our future. That's mm-hmm. not what we are are wanting. But, you know, what we want, what right. God wants. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> Two different things at times. And so we kept, you know, resisting it. And um, the, the current pastor that kept asking us, you know, to be in that role said, have you prayed about it? And we were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've prayed about that. (laughs) Not. (laughs) I mean, you know, we've, I think our prayer was more like, God, you know that we don't want to do this. This is not what we want for ourselves. So just, you know, let that pass us by. That was our prayer. Mm -hmm. Not, Lord, show us what we should do. (laughs) And so, you know, the pastor kept coming back to us and like, you know, have you prayed about it? Are you, are you? Are you praying about it? So finally, Darren said, okay, we're going to have to really pray about this for real. (laughs) And so he said, let's take three days. You pray, I'll pray. Let's not speak of it to each other for three days. And then in three days, we'll come back and see what God has laid upon our heart. And so after that third day, he said, okay, 
what's God laid upon your heart? I just hung my head, and I said, he wants us to do it. <laughs> and he goes, I know. That's what God told me to do. And so we jumped in with both feet, and, uh, and it has been a ride, but it's been a wonderful journey so far. And so many good things have come. Mm-hmm. Is it hard? Absolutely. Is it things that we didn't see coming or expect? Absolutely. But it has been so rewarding. And it has been, it's actually been our heart. And we never knew that it was our heart. But it, it's yeah. truly our heart. And we, we love the role. We love the position. And we'll take the ride for as long as God wants us to. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, you can clearly see that this is where Darren is supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody... He lives here. and breathes it. Yes. He does. I just <laughs> love him. I just love how much he loves Jesus. Like, yes. You can literally just look at him, and he's like, hey, what <laughs> yeah. has Jesus done for you today? What are you thankful for? It's like, it makes you, convicts you a little bit. You're like, <laughs> okay, yes, I need to be praising him today. <laughs> not in uh, not in the dumps, not sad. Yeah, and I can promise you what you see is what he is at home. Yeah. I mean, it's just awesome. it's just him. It yeah. is truly him inside and out at home and in the public eye. That's yeah. just him. What's your what's your background like your testimony like you finding Jesus? Um, How old were you? So, I was in church from the time I was 2 weeks old. Mhm. Raised in church, um, raised in a very Christian praying home. Um, and then, of course, in when I was about 14 and 15, I went through a little bit of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, always stayed in church. That mm-hmm. wasn't the issue. But, you know, uh, at school, um, dabbled in a little bit of rebellion. I'd yeah. <laughs> skip school, <laughs> take off in the middle of the day yeah. and uh, until I got caught by my dad, and that was the end of that. I was not going to, mm-mm. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but just dabbled in a little bit of rebellion, and at, I guess, 16, um, that's when I came back to a real commitment with Christ. Mm. Uh, Just, we had a great youth pastor, and um, I was just convicted yeah. So from the time I was 16, really committed my whole self back to Christ. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, well, let's get into, into some questions. The fun part. Jen, what's the best thing about being a pastor's wife? The best thing? It's just your relationships that you get with people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so good. Like, so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like the places that you get to go and the people that you get to mm-hmm. meet. Yeah. Yes. That's and awesome. The connections you get to make. What's the hardest part about being a pastor's wife? Um, I would say that just this persona of, oh, she's the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. And that people feel like you're kind of unapproachable. Oh, I can't go to that. We can't have normal conversations. Or I can't act like myself around Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Being a pastor's wife is actually very lonely. (laughs) Yes. It's very lonely. People are afraid to have relationship with you. Yeah. Afraid that they can't match up to what... Right. They're afraid to be their self. They think we are. Yes. And I'm like, I am human just like you. I struggle just like you. I deal with stuff with my kids, stuff with my husband... Just like you do. Yeah. And so... And they probably think, like, oh, well, she's going to go off and tell Chad. And it's like, no. no. <laughs> Chad's got his own stuff he's right. got going on. Like, right. And it's, yeah. you know, it's not a big deal about stuff. And so I think that's the hardest part is just finding mm-hmm. people to be real. Yeah. Real with you. Like, well, I mean, I get, I'll just go up to you now every Sunday <laughs> at church and just be real with you. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yes, yes. Like we are just humans. We deal. We struggle. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. I've I've never thought about it that way, but I could see someone. I've just never had an issue with like approaching people or thinking that they're gonna think less of me. Like I would never look at you and be like, I can't tell her something. I can't be myself with her just because I'm used to that and like I. 
I guess I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people where like, I know that everybody is broken and struggles and stuff right. like that. But I think just like from another perspective, that would be difficult. Like maybe if I were younger mm-hmm. and it were, that would be different for me. But I understand when someone like comes in like, Oh my gosh, the pastor's wife, like she can't know that I screamed at my child this morning. <laughs> right. You know, yes. she doesn't yeah. need to know my imperfections. And then you probably screamed at your child mm-hmm. that morning. Right. So we have the same yeah. struggle. Like <laughs> Sunday mornings are rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, is it, is it typical to get in a, in a, in a fight on the way to church? Getting boys to mm-hmm. in one direction is, oh my word. Stressful. It, it is a stressful. Sundays are a stressful time because I'm at home. Getting the boys usually, Chad's already gone, and so it's yeah. always been me getting the boys ready. Okay. And so it's a struggle. Yeah. I'm like, why do we have to fight this bad on Sunday? But I forget that you guys probably don't have to ride together. No. So yeah. there's this funny video, which I'm sure you have rode together before, but like, um, there's this funny video. It's like the family that gets in the car on the way to church, <laughs> and they're just stiff as a board they're not talking to each other like there's just no I was like that is us so many times because man it has been a circus to get out the door and we're both like you didn't do this you didn't do that you know like we're stressing out and then we get in the truck and it's like all right we're on our way but I don't want to talk to you right now (laughs) it's just so funny and I'm sure that you guys have probably experienced things similar to that when our kids were younger uh this when Darren was um worship leader and so he had to be at church way before I did Mm -hmm. and so I was home getting three kids ready plus myself and there was one Sunday morning that our oldest and if you know our oldest (laughs) this will not surprise you but I got him dressed and went to help the other two and he would undress and I'd get him dressed and he'd undress and I was getting so frustrated I was Mm -hmm. nearly in tears and so it was way past time to go and mm-hmm. I just thought fine so I put him in the car in nothing but his underwear <laughs> because that's all he had that's that's the way he kept presenting himself to me so right. I took his clothes put it in the diaper bag and off to church we went and I marched through the foyer of that church with those kids and one had nothing on but underwear <laughs> and I that's t- awesome and I took him to the nursery and I said here, I've had it. And they dressed him for me. <laughs> Bless their hearts, they dressed him for me. Oh but so see, we struggle too. Yes. <laughs> we yes. struggle too. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, you, how many kids do you have? Three. Three. Oof. Yeah, we have two. We're like, I don't think we're going to have any more. <laughs> right. Like, we're Woo. on man defense. Yeah. Two, like, oh, like, yeah, I got my boy and my so. girl, and I'm, I think I'm good. Uh, Carrie, what about you? What's the best thing about being a pastor's wife? I think the best thing for me is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, doors are opened that maybe weren't open before. Um, chances to to speak, mm-hmm. to have a voice, to minister, mm-hmm. uh, to have an opinion. Yeah, I really uh, appreciate the opportunity that the that acknowledgement. We've been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest thing about being a pastor's wife? The definitely the hardest thing for me is. Darren's not mine anymore. Yeah. I share him. Yeah. Um, the fun, And I am so thankful that he is available to people to minister to them, to be there for them at their point of need. But it's, you know, it's every day. It's all day. It's all night. We'll get calls at 3 a.m. Yeah. And, and that's fine because I want people to be able to reach out when they have need, when they're scared, when they're hurting. Mm-hmm. We're there. We'll set up in bed and pray at 3 a.m. But but truly, it's it's uh, he never gets away from a conversation, whether it be phone or texting. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely have to share him all right. the time. And it's not really possible to, like, say, hey, today I'm just not going to be the pastor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to shepherd these people yeah. today. Today's off day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Friday so, Friday and Saturday is supposed to be day off, but yeah. it never is. Yeah. You know, we'll go and do things, but he we may be on a phone, phone call, call the whole way there and the whole way back. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you never think about things like that. Mm-hmm. So, right. 
Wow. What is something that most people don't realize that pastors' wives deal with on a daily basis? On a daily basis. Um, I think for me it's just, uh, is he going to come home with a heavy heart because he Mm. dealt with something heavy? Like the past few days uh, he had come home um, with a real heavy heart, just some counseling yeah. sessions that were really heavy, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm excited to see him. I'm ready to see him. I hadn't seen it's him all day, day. Yeah. and he's coming home with a heavy heart, mm-hmm. and I've got to give him some space to decompress. Yeah. Do you ever have, like, just Carrie praying over Darren moments? Absolutely. Like, he just sits down, and you're just like, And I'm okay. just going to pray. Just yeah. hold his hand and pray. Oh, I love that's going to make me cry. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Um, uh, the struggle is probably, like Carrie said, just the load that he's bringing home. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, as good as they try to not bring it home, it comes home with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a load that, you know, people say, leave work at work. Mm-hmm. This is so hard. Uh, it's it's nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, with them, they're hearing heavy things all the time. Yes, yeah. you know, just people's hurt and pain and, mm-hmm. and the terrible things that they're going through. Right. And it's hard not to carry yeah. that on your. And back. as you know, humans, they want to fix it, and so right. they're going into fix it mode. And I'm like... And as pastors, they're expected to fix it. Yes, yes. And so, um, and then when he comes home, I am like, how's your day? Tell me all about it. Well, what happened here? What happened here? And there's some, sometimes that he's like, I'm just kind of done talking. And I'm like... I'm like, but I'm not. I'm not. You haven't seen me. Yeah. And so, um, so that, that's a hard, and then sharing, Mm. you know, I'm not a very good sharer. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, you know, that's just an everyday struggle that, hey, it's not that he's, you know, leaving or someone needs him right now mm-hmm. yeah. more than we need him. Yeah. And yeah. so... Um, and Chad's also doing school right now, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He is. He's got a heavy plate. He's got a heavy plate. Yeah. And there's some weeks that are really stressful. <laughs> yeah. He, we... You know, he was going to come on the podcast, and yes. uh, we had been back and forth so many times where we were we had these certain days during the week that we were going to we were going to do his podcast in. One day it would be me that needed to cancel, yeah. and then the next week it would be him, and then oh, eventually I was like, "Fifth times the charm," <laughs> and eventually it got to a point where he was like, "I want to, I want to be able to bring, um, like." A good because we were going to talk about a really tough topic, and yeah. he wanted to be, he wanted to do his research, he wanted to pray about it, he wanted to make sure that it was something that you know was brought good fruit at the end of it, right? And he was like, "Let's just hold off for a little bit." Yeah. So like I've got a lot on my plate, and I was like, "He was he said don't hate me." I said, "I would never hate you." <laughs> I was like, "I appreciate the fact that you just even are okay with doing it," you know, right? And for him to be, I'm sure it's his type of personality, which is probably similar to Darren's, that mm-hmm. they're just like, I want to do everything that I'm asked to do. Yes. Right. Um, I can't don't say want no. to disappoint yes. anyone. Yeah. Yes. And you know, and a podcast is kind of fun. Like, hey, that's something different, you know, and I'm sure it was something that was going to be fun for him, but to be able to put it aside and be like, listen, like, I've got school, I'm right. preaching this weekend, I've got this and that, and I'm just like, it's okay. When life calms down, let's yeah. let's get back into it. Yes. So, how have you changed as a wife, a mom, or just a Christian woman since you've been pastor wives? Pastor's wives. Is that how, did I say that right? I think so. It's been a while <laughs> since I've taken an English class. So. How have we changed? <clears throat> um, gosh, confidence. I bet. I... And I think it's because, you know, you have to. You have to have confidence. Um, It's just, it happens. Because all of a sudden you're approached by people. You're asked questions. You're expected to know answers. And and so, yeah, confidence. My confidence has just really been increased. Mm -hmm. 
my confidence in myself mm -hmm. uh, because I'm definitely an introvert and so my confidence in myself has increased and yeah. um, and then my prayer time has increased <laughs> my Bible study time has increased because people come mm -hmm. and ask me questions you know what do you think of God wants me to do about this or what do you think the Bible says about this so I'm like in the word you know in case yeah. I get asked a question yeah so yeah my my walk with God has increased since yeah. becoming pastor wife yeah mm -hmm. I feel you on that like mm -hmm. any, anytime you feel kind of like I have a responsibility mm -hmm. like even with um which I don't get asked too much about what I think about certain things like theology wise or anything mm -hmm. but I'm kind of like there's going to come a day where I do get asked a lot of stuff. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. reading, which is convicting me now because I didn't read yesterday. So, <laughs> How have you changed as a wife or a mom or just a Christian woman in general since becoming a pastor's wife? I don't know if it's, if I would say, well, because I'm a pastor's wife, that's made me better, you mm -hmm. know, but I would say, you know, just making me a better Christ follower. Yeah. Yeah. But which should be our goal, whether I'm pastor's wife or not, mm -hmm. just being the best Christian wife, uh, follower, Christian wife, Christian mom that yeah. I can be. And so, um, but it definitely makes you get in your word, have your mm -hmm. Bible time because like Carrie said, I want to be able to help people and have answers for people. And so I don't want to be, yeah, like we don't have to know it all, right? But you and still I want be the to first have one it. to say, "I, I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> we still want to have like our opinion, and so so right. that we don't just go, "Hey, Chad, hey, Darren, mm -hmm. right. how should I answer this?" Right. Which you, I feel, I'm sure you do because oh, I would too. Yes, but <laughs> it's funny. Like, Chad, I'm just type this answer yeah, for me. <laughs> I'm cracking up because Carrie's like her confidence has boosted, and I was like, "Oh shoot, that's made my confidence go." Mm. <laughs> Really? Yes. Expand on that. Why is that? Um, I think it's because it's intimidating. It's yeah. intimidating for people to come up and ask me questions. I'm like, ooh, go to Chad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, I don't know. Go ask Chad. Go, go ask, ask Chad. Go ask Pastor Darren. You know, I. And so, um, yeah. yeah, it's very intimidating. I don't have the answers, but I'll pray with you. Right, right. <laughs> and then you can go ask oh, Chad yes. or Darren. You know, and then or Aaron. You, yeah, and then you beat yourself up because you're like oh, did that sound like a little Mickey Mouse prayer? And they're mm -hmm. really struggling, you know, so. Yeah. I've, I'm realizing things that I've never thought about before mm -hmm. in your place. Can you explain an, a significant experience in your marriage that only God could have done? You know, Darren and I have had a, a really good marriage. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been without trials and struggles of course because we'd be superhuman if that happened um but we've you know we've always walked with Christ mm -hmm. throughout our marriage um so I can't think of really a time of struggle yeah uh, thankfully because there are so many Christ following couples that are going through and mm -hmm. do go through struggle mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful that we really didn't you know could I wring his neck sometimes absolutely <laughs> you know he's he's human he's normal and so yeah I don't agree with everything he says he doesn't agree with everything I say but um, ultimately I love him down deep in my bones I love him yeah. And so everything has just, you know, with prayer and uh, and God being at the center of our marriage, mm -hmm. always. Yeah. Uh, we just get through it. We work through everything. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I always admired about Darren, um, especially like in his sermons, was he was so he was so open to telling everybody his dirt like yeah he's not perfect he wants people to know that he yeah. is just human that mm -hmm. he's not I love that. above everybody else mm -hmm. he's normal mm -hmm. um and one thing he has talked about before a, a few times is that he had a season of life where he always was right that is true 
Yeah. I'll tell you that story. That's yeah, an interesting do. little story. Um, so he worked at UPS, and if you've ever worked at UPS, you know it's a very high demanding job. Mm-hmm. Um, you are expected to perform, and you are expected to perform within a window of time. And if mm-hmm. you don't, you can get written up, you can get, you know, all kinds of wow. things. Um, and so it made him very demanding. Mm-hmm. He brought it home without realizing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> we'd go, the kids love to go to Branson, to Silver Dollar City. Mm-hmm. Well, he had everything mapped out. Which direction you went, which rides you did, what time you had to be at certain rides. Everything was mapped out just like your route on UPS. You had to drop off this package at this certain time to be at this stop at this certain time. So our vacations were like that. You had to start here and you had to be at this stop at this certain time and it lasted 2.3 minutes and then you go to the next one. And And so then we were all upset. You know, he was upset at us. Come on, come on, we've got to go. We've got to get the next one or there's going to be a line and you won't get to ride. And so vacations weren't fun. Vacations (laughs) were a job. (laughs) I feel you. Yeah. And, um, And so, you know, and we had to be at the starting gate at Silver Dollar City at 9 o'clock when the sound blasted. And if you wanted to, you know, you were tired and you wanted to sleep in because it's vacation and that's what you do, (laughs) that's too bad. Amen. You have to be at the gate at 9 o'clock when that trumpet blasts. And so, yeah. Uh And so, um, yeah, that that was a struggle. Well, also in his attitude became this, I'm right, I'm always right. And that is one thing that he would always tell me. I, and he did it, you know, he, he did it without realizing what it was sounding like and what that was doing to me. Mm-hmm. But any opinion that I had, he no, that's not right. No, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so um, came this attitude of, I'm right, I'm always right. And he would actually say those words. Well, mm-hmm. one day when our oldest son was old enough to listen, remember, and repeat. <laughs> you know, you you get to hear what you talk like through your children because they're going to repeat what you say and how you say it. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this one day, and Darren and I will never forget, and we were having a discussion. <laughs> and we weren't arguing per se, but we were having a discussion. And I really felt like my opinion was correct And he was telling me all the ways that I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And our son walked into the room and he was listening for a moment. And he goes, no, mommy, daddy's right. He's always right. And that hit Darren like a knife to the heart. Wow. And he heard himself through our child's mouth Mm -hmm. for the first time. Yeah. And he saw the look on my face of what that does to me, what that did to me. Yeah. And from that moment on, he never said that again. And, of course, it took a while to get our child to not be repeating that. Yeah. And he started telling our our child, Daddy was wrong. Daddy's not right. I'm not always right. Mommy is right, too. Mm-hmm. And, and so that started a change in his attitude in the way we vacationed. <laughs> Vacations <laughs> became fun again. Yeah. And it wasn't long after that that he, he did leave um, UPS. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, that was a, a, a great insurance cut. That was a great pay cut. But it was a God thing. Mm-hmm. God told us that that was, his journey there was over. And he became a new man. He became a new husband. He became a new father. Because he didn't have that, that like burden of mm-hmm. having to make sure schedules are perfect mm-hmm. and yeah that was no longer <clears throat> drilled into him yeah that that everything had to be in a in a timeline wow and his pace slowed i mean we never could keep up with him cuz he was just gone <laughs> we were trying to walk he was just gone and his pace slowed mm-hmm. and everything became better 
Um, so sometimes God can use our children yeah. to show us what oh, we're doing 100%. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Jen? Were you able to think of anything, like a significant experience in your marriage that only God could have done? I know we kind of are going back to that. Yeah. So we, Chad and I have had a good marriage. I mean, it's had it, we've had our struggles, which everyone does. I think mm-hmm. the best thing, like I said, for us was we got married young. We were 20 mm-hmm. and then we moved away from any family. And so it forced us to communicate. Mm-hmm. It forced us to, you know, you just couldn't go to lean on each other. Yes. Yeah. It forced us to lean on each other, to be each other's support. Mm-hmm. Um, but a moment that I can it, point out that I'm like, it had to be God. So before we came to harvest time, we have been here five, six years, maybe. Um, before we came, we took a solid year off of ministry. And I don't know if anybody knew that or whatever. Uh-uh. But um, so we lived in Siloam mm-hmm. and we moved back to Greenwood. Well, I say back, we moved to Greenwood. His parents lived in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. But um, we took a solid year off because we got to the point where our priorities were out of whack. And so um, it was either going to be, I remember having a conversation with Chad, it's either the ministry or your family. Mm. Like, we can't do, we've got to fix this. And so we took a year of just getting our family back. Yeah. Of realizing that this is our priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has been a huge, like, God thing in our in our lives because um, I don't feel like we would be where we are if we hadn't just taken that year of rest, taking that year of rest mm-hmm. and just saying we're healing our family, getting priorities with our family. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about that. Yeah. Which I'm still new. I'm, I've only been at harvest time for a year, so I'm still learning about everybody and you know, we have a lot of people there, so yeah. <laughs> It's uh, hard to get to know everybody. There's one thing that a pastor wife told me one time, or she shared it with a group. I'll say that. She shared it with a group, um, talking about being a pastor's wife and the struggles. And um, when her husband became all-consumed and started not having enough time for her, and the family, mm-hmm. um, she shared that she told him one time that if you stay as busy as a bee, you may wake up one day and find your honey gone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And I never forgot that. That's been probably 20 plus years ago that I was told that, that I was in that group mm-hmm. when she shared that. Never forgot that. And, you know, that was before I became a pastor's wife. And, yeah. um, and but that's... That's good for pastors to remember that yeah. you still have to make time for their honey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for anybody, you know, yes. not just pastors, but... Yeah, anybody, anybody everybody. Any, yeah. Just, it can consume you. It, yeah, yeah, work can consume you. If they, What is the saying? Like, if the enemy can't keep you um, distracted with, like, sin and evil things, like, he'll just, just distract you with busyness. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, just constantly being busy. And, yeah. I mean, I struggle with that, too. I'm, I... I struggle with working all the time and I'm just like, well, I, like I'll get a free moment. And I'm like, well, I can do this in this moment uh, instead yeah. of doing, you know, something else or resting, mm-hmm. right? which, you know, moms of young children understand that resting mm-hmm. is very important. Yes. How can we pray for pastors and their wives? Definitely strength day to day because mm-hmm. they deal with heavy, heavy subjects. Yeah. Um, they deal with people with, you know, devastating problems, and they can't help but carry that on their shoulders. Yeah. You know, it weighs on them. They want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to have all the answers. They want to make it better. So just praying for for um, mental strength uh, and that, that they can do this journey and 
not uh, be so weighed down, not bring it home and be so heavy. Um, and then wisdom from God, mm -hmm. you know, what direction to take the church. Mm -hmm. You know, that it's not up to them, it's up to God, and they have to be able to hear from God what direction He wants them to take mm -hmm. and what direction that God wants to take the church. They they need to to have that communication with God. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I would just I don't have anything extra. I would say wisdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just okay. wisdom. How can we pray for the wives? Uh, along the same lines, wisdom, strength, yeah. that Patience. we can be that. Patient. <laughs> yeah, that we can be that um, that helper, mm -hmm. our husband's right hand, mm -hmm. that we can lift them up when they feel distraught. Well, here's my uh, favorite question to ask. What is your God-given purpose? Didn't know that for a long, long time, and you were at the women's mm -hmm. night, so you already have a heads yes. up. Um, I struggled with that. I, you know, Darren always had his purpose. Darren was, you know, we were uh, small group leaders for 10th graders, and that was great and fulfilled a purpose at the time. And then Darren mo moved into all the different aspects of music ministry and mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, missions ministry, and I followed along, but ultimately, he was ministering, mm -hmm. and um, and then now as a pastor, and I, uh, I struggled. I wanted my position, my purpose, and you know, I tried different things, different volunteer areas at the church, and just couldn't find anything that fulfilled me, that really let me know that hey, I found what God wants me to do. Mm -hmm. And I would talk to Darren about it. You know, what what do I do? What do I try? You know, and he'd suggest different things. Nothing nothing really just fulfilled me, just clicked. And then one day, a year ago, a year ago next month, there's a lady in our church that approached me about coming to work at her nonprofit. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was like, well... I don't know anything about all of that. I don't know what I could do, but I'll sit down and talk to you about it. And we went to lunch, and she told me all about it, and it sparked an interest. And I thought, you know, I I might could do that. And uh, so I tried it as a volunteer, started out as a volunteer, and it's with First Choice Pregnancy Medical Center. Mm -hmm. And I started out as a volunteer, meeting with the, the clients as they come in, getting their story, and uh, and then medical comes in and does their part, and then I go back in after medical and have a spiritual discussion, find mm -hmm. out where they are spiritually. And um, then it wasn't long, a few months into my volunteer, that they asked me to come on staff. And train all the other volunteers that come in that, wow. that meet with the clients. And then I also manage our mobile unit, where it goes, who's on it, when it goes. And it has been the most fulfilling thing outside of being a mother wow. in my life. It, I mean, I knew immediately when things clicked mm -hmm. and that I had found what God wanted me. I think all the years prior, God was preparing me, uh, helping me learn things. Um, and, and then ultimately putting me in that position. And, uh, it has just been so fulfilling to meet with these girls, talk with these girls, find out their story. And I have, had spiritual discussions, which is, you know, mm -hmm. what we're supposed to do mm -hmm. for God is have spiritual discussions with people mm -hmm. that are lost. Mm -hmm. And every day I get to have a spiritual discussion with these girls. And there's been so many. Because on our intake form, we have, are you a Christian, yes or no? And what is your current relationship with God? Mm -hmm. um, okay desire to be better or none. I'd say nine out of ten people that come in, Mark, 
needs to be better. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's just an open door for me. Thank yeah. you very much. I'm going to walk right through that. Yeah. And so I, I get to have that, that mm-hmm. discussion and ask them, you know, tell me what that looks like for you. What What do you mean by that? And they'll tell me their story, and I'll tell them that there's a better way, that mm-hmm. Christ died on the cross for them, and they can have a relationship with Christ with the promise of heaven. And sometimes, a lot of times, before I even get all of that out of my mouth, they're going, yes, please, I want that. And so I've gotten to lead so many girls to Christ, into a relationship with Christ. It is amazing, and it fulfills me. Yeah. That's so awesome. awesome. Yay, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. What about you, Jen? So, like... Carrie said, you know, with her purpose, it took me a while to figure out. In fact, I was asking Chad, Chad, what's my purpose? (laughs) And he's like, are you kidding me, Chad? But, um, so Chad has been a student pastor for, and all up until what, last two years? Mm -hmm. And so I've always been, you know, I've always had my select, you know, the girls would come to me. Mm -hmm. And now that the role has shifted, it has made me like search and wonder, okay, what is my purpose? And um, I struggled with it because we've done ministry side by side for so for all these years. And then now I work in the real world, <laughs> out big girl job. Yeah. And I'm not at home with my kids anymore. I was a stay-at-home mom. And so now I'm like, what? what does that look like? Cause I can't be involved as much as I was in the church. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really struggled, but, um, God has just reassured me that your purpose is who's in your house. If you don't make disciples mm-hmm. of who's in your house, mm-hmm. then you have failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a 13 and an 11 year old. And so right now I am just being the leader and making sure my boys get to heaven. <laughs> yeah. And your boys are awesome. Oh, you know, thank we're you. We're YTH leaders, so yes. we see them every Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, I, I tell Chad this a lot, just, you know, in passings, that, like, I enjoy seeing them at youth because they, you can just see that they have their own growing relationship with Jesus and like when they're worshiping and Mm -hmm. all that, which I'm sure you see at church and worship nights and stuff, but it's just cool to see behind the scenes. Right. You want them to have their own relationship with God. Like I don't ever want them to think that, well, that's my dad, you know, that's, I want, you know, and they're going to have struggles and Mm -hmm. just like normal teenagers. And so well, you're doing just, a good job. Oh, thanks. I so, like Chad's status the other day. He was like, if, um, or God isn't really, something about teaching him a lesson more than he's teaching Oh my goodness, the children. yes. That has been <laughs> parenting. Yes, parenting this yes. yes. You know, and when we were raising our children, and I was struggling to find my purpose, where do I fit in? Mm-hmm. That's what Darren always told me. Well, Carrie, your purpose is to raise these children and and lead them into a relationship with Christ. And, and I'm like, but, There's okay, no that's fine. Right. But I want something that, for me, that makes me fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And he would always tell me, well, it's not time. Right now it's time to raise the, the kids. It's time to guide and lead them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I never found my place until after they all married. Yeah. Now they're all grown and they're all married. And that is the time that when I finally found my place. Yeah. And so if anyone is struggling, trying to find their place, their purpose, and, and can't find it, if you're raising children, it really, even though you might not feel completely complete and fulfilled in that role, and you know that there's supposed to be more, I really think that it's just not time. While you're raising children, that is the most important thing that you can do. Because if you're not a presence, an ever-presence in their their lives and speaking into their lives, 
the spiritual things, mm. then they can go wrong directions. Yeah. And it is probably the most important job um, for parents is raising those children to know Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and then once that job is complete, then God can fulfill you in other purposes. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was hard in the wait. It was hard to wait mm-hmm. because I wanted something more. Yeah. But I look back and it really was an extremely important job, even though it might not have felt like it at the time. Right. And you now know. you ha- get to see the fruits of that. Yes. Like your boy's older and yes. having their own families and mm-hmm. doing their And they're thing. all in church, all serving in their church. And, yeah. and I'm so thankful that God, you know, didn't show me to go off and do anything else. I'm so thankful that I was always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To help them and, and guide them. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. corral them back when they right. <laughs> tried to do something Straight dumb. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not excited about <laughs> raising Bennett. <laughs> start start praying now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, he's got, already got like a lot of a, a big mixture of our personalities, mm-hmm. which, you know, I can be a little loud and uh obnoxious at times so <laughs> I see uh, I see that a lot and I'm like wow okay I need to tone it down a little bit um well let's let's have some fun questions before we wrap it up um I always like to throw in a little some local businesses and things like that mm-hmm. so um Jen what is your favorite local restaurant favorite local it can be G Wood if you prefer. Um, I would say Los Americas. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The pupusas. Pupusas. Oh. oh. oh so I good. can eat pupusas yeah. every day. <laughs> yes. They are really good. <laughs> what about you, Carrie? Uh, gosh, there's several. I love Calico County. Mm-hmm. Um, that one gets named a lot here. I love oh. Rolando's. Italiano's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry's. Too. Yeah. Those are some of our favorites. And can't forget Fort Smith Coffee Co. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're there. Oh, my gosh. It's like anytime you go over there during the week, you're going to see someone from Harvest Yeah, Yeah. There. Yeah. Our daughter is the baker. Yes. And so she does all things baking. So Oh, my gosh. How mm-hmm. fun. So it's a, it's a win-win. I get to go have good coffee, good food, and see, see my baby girl. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I got to see you... Uh, I had a meeting with someone there the other day, and I got to see you go over there and hug her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, from afar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you really do go over there and love on her. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes it's, you know, about the only time of the week I get to see her. You yes. Know? She has her own life now, so. What is something funny about Chad and Darren that no one would ever expect? <laughs> Darren comes from a... A long generation line of goofy Freeman men. <laughs> For some reason it runs in the Freeman men only, yeah. not the women. But if you know his dad, mm-hmm. and then it uh, trickled down to Darren, and, and then definitely trickled down to our oldest son, Hunter. They are all just the same, just goofballs. Anything for a laugh and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever been to one of Darren's jazz band, um, no, we haven't. Just been able to after make five one. jazz, yeah. if you've ever caught them out at a restaurant, <clears throat> and listen, you will see the goofiness come out. Yeah. He, he um, of course, plays trumpet, and then he plays what he calls a hosophone. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's an instrument that he totally made himself. Oh, it's a big, really? long, clear plastic <laughs> tube with a funnel on one end and a trumpet mouthpiece on the other, and he swings it in the air while playing it. And then he made this other instrument out of PVC pipe, and these things make the most ridiculous sound, but he dances around and plays these terrible instruments and has the best time, so... Yeah, he's a real goofball. <laughs> what a goof. I, I, I'm not surprised uh-huh. by anything that you just said. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say, of course, we're pretty much an open book. Yeah. 
Um, so, um, but Chad's a huge prankster. He loves to be goofy, prankster, mm-hmm. life of the party, any, anything to get anybody to laugh. Yeah. So you have to scare people. He loves to scare people. <laughs> Poor Amy Gritis. Oh, he scares oh yes. her all the time. I'm so sorry, Amy. I'm always going behind saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I follow her on Instagram and I think she posted, it's been a while, but like someone put like a mannequin in her closet or something. Yeah. Was that Chad? Uh, um, I think that was the YGH. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cause she, she'll post little things like that. I'm like, who did that? Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe yes. it was Chad, but <laughs> there's always something going around. All the guys. She's easy to scare. She is easy to scare. And, yeah. She, and she, she never learns. Wants, he will continue. To, uh, oh my gosh. Well, she listens to this podcast. So. <laughs> we love you, Amy. Love you, Amy. And we're so sorry. Did they torture so you? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're, we're good. I think we've, covered everything yeah, is there thanks. anything that you might want to say before we get off of here just pray for your pastors don't yeah. ever forget yeah. to pray for your pastors because they do carry a big heavy load mm-hmm. they really do you know no one knows because when they're at church they have big smiles on their face and yeah. and and that's truly how they are probably most of the time but there are days they come home heavy so well, just yeah, always lift them up in anything prayer. that's you know, dark and heavy is, mm-hmm. is hard, mm-hmm. you know. Well, thank you. Thanks for you having me. You guys are so thank awesome. We, everybody just loves you guys, and uh-huh. that's all I hear. I've never heard any negative word about you ever. It's always good stuff, and I think everybody is appreciative of you guys and what you do for the church, and I think there's a lot of exciting things coming. Yeah, yeah, going to be. I believe so. And we, we truly love the people. I mean, it's Mm. it. They are truly our heart. We love them and and want to be approachable. Right. We don't want to be some persona that we're on a pedestal. We are not. No. Mm -hmm. We want to be approachable. We are there for everybody. We are here for you. Mm -hmm. Like. I've got to say know. something now because you just brought something Uh-oh. to my mind. I actually remember um, you probably don't even didn't even know that I was there because I was just walking by. It was by the nursery, the doors into the sanctuary where it's kind of close to the nursery, and I walked by, and uh, the person greeting at the door I don't even know who it was. Uh, they were like, "Oh, Miss Pastor's wife." They just kind of like said something like. <laughs> Oh, your highness, and in, in some way, yeah, but in a, in, yeah. a, in a joking manner, you know, and you were like, oh, no, I'm just one of you guys, yep. you know, and I, I just, that. yeah, I heard that, and I was like, hmm, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> but, but it also, like, that would have made me uncomfortable, too, like, so I'd be like, your highness, <laughs> yeah, just so people really. know that we're just carrying gin, yeah. yeah. When Darren first uh, became pastor, people started calling me First Lady. And I was confused by that. I was like, what? First Lady? I'm not the president's wife. And I, and I went home and I asked after about the second Sunday that someone called me that. I went home and I said, Darren, people are calling me First Lady. Why are they calling me First Lady? And he said that that's what senior pastor's wives are referred to as, is First mm-hmm. Lady. And I said, oh. Well, okay, (laughs) but I'm just me, and I just want to be me. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know that. I learned something about nature. Awesome. Well, thank you girls so much. Thank you. I appreciate you coming This was fun. Yay. All right, we will talk to you later. Okay. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose Podcast social media pages, please comment, like, and share. This generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners. You never know, one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word. I need daily motivation myself. 
Last but definitely not least, if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose, your donations are incredibly appreciated. Keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost I have taken on and will continue to do as needed. I know that God will always provide because this podcast is His. Not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, but Picturing Purpose will be blessing a portion of its monthly earnings to people in need. Whatever God puts on my heart is where the money will go. There is no donation too small, and you can also set up reoccurring payments. Even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.